but I also think that a lot of millennials do need to respect the fact that you need to work hard. So find something that you're willing to work hard at. Yeah. Because then you'll find the success that you think should come easy, which won't. Hello and welcome to another episode of TMG Unfiltered. My name is Devin. And I'm Kat. And together we are two market girls. We run a blog and YouTube channel that features vegan recipes and lifestyle stuff. And this is our podcast where we explore things outside of two market girls. Everything. Yeah, whatever we feel like. Yeah. And today we feel like talking about the millennial job economy. Is this a depressing topic? Let's try not to make it too depressing. <laughs> I think let's try to find positives, but have a discussion about what's be like real about what's happening. The realistic. I don't know what I was going for. Like not sugarcoating it. Yeah. But not being But not super, making it worse than it is. Yeah. Not being like, oh, it's terrible. There's no hope. Not being a Debbie Downer. So I know there's a lot of like articles and like the headlines are all like jobs for millennials. I, I feel like before are... we get into this, we should state where we are in the job market, maybe. That's fair. Our credibility in the searching for a job and or have a job. Credibility. That's a whole different question. Well, just like <laughs> we're millennials, as anyone who knows us knows. <laughs> um, I'm just finishing up school, heading into an internship, which will then hopefully lead to a job or I'll be searching for a job. Okay. And do you think that your educational experience is relevant to this conversation? Probably. Okay, so what's your education? Oh, okay. I had an, have an undergrad in business, a four-year undergrad at a university in business. Was a BCom, I think, is what I have. Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> I think <did a> bachelor's <laughs> communication or something is what it's called. I don't know for sure. Um, and I am in a post-grad certificate program now. Um, that's just a one-year college certificate type thing. Okay. But post-grad, so. Okay. And yourself? I am in the... I'm employed. You are employed. I have... It's been almost... But no, it's been two years since a, I graduated. You're a different kind of employed than most people might think when they think employed. I feel like I might be the more common... Now. Yeah. But, like, I think anybody who's not a millennial wouldn't think that's the more common i know which is why we need to have this conversation <laughs> yes. so i have a part-time job that maxes out at 24 hours a week but it's hard to classify it as a part-time job even because it's also a contract job yes contract in its own right it's its own category too right yeah so i'm hitting all those marks <laughs> of like oh this is great yeah <laughs> um but i also do freelance work to you know substitute the fact that it is only part-time air quotes (laughs) part-time i can't see the air quotes you can't see my air quotes but they are aggressive (laughs) yeah so freelance and part-time the part-time is a contract all freelance work is a contract um my educational experience i dropped out of my university (laughs) bachelor program and went to a college for a two-year diploma in interactive media design and I got a job straight, pretty much straight out of school at the school that I graduated from. <laughs> and my freelance work also sprouted from that college, from that program. Yeah. So that's where I stand. Yeah. All right. So now we can get into the discussion. All right. Let's just dive right in. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Yeah. I'm 
Hold on. I think I'm prepared. Okay. It, hold on. Okay. I'm prepared now. I don't know what happened over there. <laughs> <laughs> so we mentioned that this could potentially be a negative podcast. And that's because, you know, in news and articles, you'll see the job market for millennials sometimes portrayed in a negative sense or an unsure sense. So, Catherine, what's your perception of the job market as a millennial? Well, I mean, as so I didn't expect to go back to school Mm -hmm. for this year that I did. But I went back to school because I wasn't getting the job that I wanted. Right. So I was already someone who was in the trying in the job market, kind of, who had a job that didn't enjoy the job Uh and realized that I probably wasn't going to get the job that I wanted with what I had already. So I went back to the school. So I probably have a more negative outlook just because I've experienced it already. (laughs) But at the same time, I think this year in schools kind of changed it a bit because I got an internship pretty quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't really know what my outlook of it is. Like, I think I am automatically have a negative outlook. I think most millennials do because it's hard to get a part-time job, let alone a full-time job. Yes. I, like, try not to think about the job market. Okay. Because So it's like, I'm, like, just focused on my internship now that I'm going into. And, like, I'm trying to forget the fact that in four months I may need to do this all over again and find a new thing. But I watch my class. I mean, so I got my the first internship I applied to is the one I got. Uh-huh. Um, and it's the one I wanted, so I didn't really have the struggling thing, but I watch all my classmates who don't have internships, who are, our internships start in a month, Mm -hmm. and if you don't have one, I could imagine it'd be very panicky, and a lot of my classmates don't have one. Yeah. So, I, like, like, feel that through them, kind of, because it's so stressful. Oh, yeah. Not knowing what to do. I don't know. It's, like... I don't even remember what the original question was. What do I feel about the job market? Yeah. Do you think it's like negative the way it's kind of portrayed? Like how it's portrayed is definitely negative. But I also feel like. Is that accurate? I think so. Yeah. Honestly, I do. Um, But I also feel like millennials are portrayed negatively in their. sure. In their like trying to think of it in their job search and in their um, work ethic. Like I think a lot of like. A lot of people, like, you hear the older generation say how lazy we are and how much work they had to do and stuff, but, like, you're working a part-time job and a bunch of side things in order to make your life livable. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, and I know a lot of people in my school are going to school, plus they have, like, ridiculously demanding part-time jobs on top of it, plus we're searching for internships, so Mm -hmm. I don't see, like, I think millennials are portrayed so negatively. And that affects the job market, too, because if millennials are affected or are perceived as a negative, like, mm-hmm. lazy lazy type thing, yeah. what employers want to hire them? Yeah. Like, you want to hire the ones who you look, like, on their resume have proven that they work hard, but doesn't mean just because someone didn't go back to school and get something mm-hmm. extra doesn't mean they don't work hard, mm-hmm. right? So, it's, it's such a weird... Then the place to be and some people say that millennials are really entitled yes which i mean i don't find i think it's there's a little bit in that in every generation yes it depends on the person it depends on how you were raised sometimes like i feel like i maybe don't know enough millennials to say if a lot of millennials are entitled i know that it's common i know that it you know there yeah. are millennials that are entitled but i don't know like you said it it's every generation be entitled yeah. Like, it just depends on how you've lived your life and the kind of person you are, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Like maybe we're maybe I don't know if this is true or not, but maybe millennials are more. <laughs> it sounds weird. At risk of being. <laughs> <laughs> Of being entitled, but I wouldn't say that they have an overwhelming, like, all of us are entitled in some way. I think everyone's entitled in something. Mm-hmm. They just think they deserve something. I don't know, but <laughs> I I think the generation has been, pro- has been perceived as negative as well as the job market is negative, and they both impact, inf- affect each other. Yeah. So we keep talking about these negative parts of the job market, but we haven't said, like, the specifics. So when we're talking about a negative job market we're talking about contract work we're talking about not being, not able, to being get, able to find any job yeah not at being all. able to find a job and like applying to jobs that have like 800 applicants like i'm sorry competitiveness yeah um ending up in a job that you are overqualified for yeah and also just the required skills for so-called entry-level jobs now like an entry-level job theoretically anyone should be able to do mm. that's the bare minimum you should need but like when an entry-level job says now you need four years experience that's not an entry-level job oh those are so annoying <laughs> like, it's just like what since when did entry-level job become no you need all these skills on top of it mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. like it makes no sense mm-hmm. and then like one thing that i can't stop thinking about is like am i ever going to have health benefits oh my god i know that's like this like i'm on my dad's health insurance because i'm in school yeah. but i won't be in school in like a couple months oh my gosh go to the dentist like five months <laughs> right and like i have been i've been not on insurance before and it sucks oh yeah not like because you have to buy certain things for your health and it sucks when that stuff isn't covered because it should be mm-hmm. And no job comes with benefits anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous how many don't. I know. And it's stressful when you think about it. Like, what if something really bad happened? Exactly. I'd be screwed. Yeah. And I, I just, like, you forget to think about those things. I think most millennials are just worried about getting any job. Yeah. They just, oh, they're yeah. like, I just need money to survive. Yeah. I want to be eventually be able to move out from my parents' yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, like, I think people also forget that, like, even if you get a job, who's to say it's going to be high paying enough for you even to ever leave your parents' house? And on top of that, medical stuff, if something goes wrong yeah. and you don't have coverage, do you, is your job enough to pay for anything like that? Probably not. I know. <laughs> um, so diving a little bit more into contract work, because I mean, that's really you all I know. You have more experience with that's, that. I yeah, don't. That's all I know, but I feel I'm like... I'm kind of doing it a little bit now too with my social pinos palette social yeah. media but and i feel like it's becoming the more common kind of job type mm-hmm. contract work everybody's living that contract i think life freelance i mean life i too. have never been on the employer side of it but i feel like employers enjoy the non-committal part of it where they're like if this person doesn't work out it's just for a year or whatever or if i discover throughout that year that i can do probably do this myself i can like not renew their contract <laughs> yeah right so it's like i think they like the non-committal aspect of that and that's totally fair and that's fair for like a first contract i'm on my third contract Mm -hmm. now and for the record they keep getting shorter (laughs) yeah but and also for the record i love my job Mm -hmm. and i'm so thankful for my job because every day i think about when i used to work in retail and i was worried i'd never get out of retail (laughs) and i'm so happy that i'm doing a job that i genuinely love that i think i'm good at and i yeah it's a great job. I wish I could get more hours. I wish I could get 
more stability. I, I feel like even like I mean I'm maybe speaking for you here, but I feel like if anything, it would just be like just give me a position. Like yeah. I just don't you just don't want it to be contract anymore, which I think uh, after a certain number of months or however long it may be. They should have to just give you a position. If they've kept the same person on for a year and a half in contract, just give them a position. Like, yeah. what are you doing? But maybe other places do. I don't know. Because I'm also in the education system, yeah. the college education Which system. Which everything's contract. It, so. Yeah. It's just a problem within the entire way education is run. Mm-hmm. So I can't really hate on them that much because I think it's so much out of their hands. It's so yeah. out of control and broken. Yeah. Um. But, <laughs> but, what's your ideal job situation? Because a lot of people think that contract or like freelance or working remotely, which is another huge thing. Some people think that there's a lot of positive to that. Like you kind of work on your own schedule. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get to work in your pajamas, which uh, is great. But what's your ideal situation? Would you want any contract? Would you want to remote me, in see, an like, office? I work remote and contract for like six hours a week it's like nothing but even six hours a week I find hard remembering to set aside time for that because I'm just working at home like mm-hmm. I get so comfortable at home doing other things and I'm like fuck I didn't work at all today yeah um and honestly like I like there's days where I love the remoteness where I can just like literally lie in bed and do my work from my bed yeah but most days I hate it because I don't have the motivation that I do like when I'm at school I can get work done so quickly so like I'm so focused but as soon as I come home there's so many distractions and I just like I cannot get work done for the life of me like the fridge is a distraction because I'll be sitting on the couch <laughs> and be like let's go wander over to the fridge and see what's in there <laughs> so I I don't know my ideal I, I honestly don't know I like having a steady just nine to five type job where I go into an office yeah yeah I like that like I mean obviously I wouldn't want like I feel like it would get boring after a while but I feel like I like having those the steadiness to that kind of job I mean I might get into it and hate it so Mm -hmm. I don't know that's what this is just what I think yeah yeah (laughs) Um, but it's not necessarily to say that it's an office job like I'll be going into an internship that's filming and that's creating recipes and stuff like that so that's not necessarily that's not sitting at a computer all day Mm -hmm. so I don't necessarily like sitting at a computer all day Mm -hmm. but I like the steadiness of like nine to five I have a set hours you know sometimes it goes over whatever but I like that aspect too but at the same time I feel like it could be fun to do contract stuff Mm -hmm. like because you get to change it up Mm -hmm. right you can do a little bit of everything yeah and that's one of the positives I've heard about the gig economy Mm -hmm. is that you get to work with so many different types of people you get to do so many different types of projects Mm -hmm. and that can really grow your skills in ways that it wouldn't if you're at one job you're doing the same thing every day it's it's like well i'm in so i'm in pr uh right now studying for pr and it's the question that's going through everyone's mind whether they want to for agency or Mm, yeah corporate yeah and people the people who are leaning towards agency are the people that don't necessarily know what they like in PR yet like mm-hmm. what their niche is yeah and the people that just want to kind of learn a little bit of everything and that's why they're picking agency but the negative side of agency which is negative for some people is that it's longer hours mm. and it's more demanding for the most part there's a lot less work-life balance yeah in it and I think that's an important thing to me which is why I was always leaning more corporate right 
where I'm iffy on the contract and like that kind of side of it is that I don't think I'm good at living paycheck to paycheck. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think I'm good. I would be good under the pressure of like, what if I don't have a job next week? Yeah. Like this contract ends and I don't have one lined up. Like, I don't think I'd be good under that pressure, uh-huh. but I've never been under that pressure yeah. yet. So yeah. I don't know if I'd be good under it, but <laughs> yeah, I think I've like barely felt that because my contracts with the school have gotten renewed it's never been a situation where i really felt like it wasn't going to get yeah. renewed it you was know just kind of like, like you and can you just like just help, do it already just so make I know. it official yeah. you know? <laughs> um but as far as the set schedule and stuff like that and working remotely and self-discipline and nine to five i don't know if i would want a nine to five like sometimes i wish there was a bit more consistency in my weeks because a lot of the times it'll be sunday and i'm like i really don't know what thursday's gonna look like i don't know what wednesday's gonna look like all mm-hmm. i really know is what monday looks like yeah. and i'm just expecting a bunch of things to come up yeah and that's probably not normal for most jobs maybe it's just the way that my job works maybe i don't know um is that annoying a little bit because i it's hard to plan stuff I've gotten used to what to look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find that a lot of the times I'll work better at the school. Like I have yeah. the option to be at home, but I'd go rather be because, at the school. Yeah. But then there's the other work I do that is just my own freelance. And I obviously do that at home. <laughs> and I have no problem motivating myself and keeping myself disciplined yeah. for that. Like I will come home from work and I will go right into the other work, mm-hmm. which is leads to the work-life balance mm. dilemma i hate work-life balance <laughs> when you work freelance and contract and you don't have set hours it is one of the hardest things to maintain i like i'm trying to remember who said this it was a talk i was listening to i think but there she was talking about the key to find you have to find your work-life balance but remembering that your work-life balance might not be 50 50 mm-hmm. like your work-life balance could be 80 percent work and 20 percent life it just depends on what you like best mm-hmm. and that i never really clued into that yeah. before and i was like oh i guess that's true it's just kind of depending what works best for you what you want more time for and stuff yeah. it's like it's a pretty cool thing to think about yeah because if you're okay with 80 percent work then that's balance yeah right yeah it's balance for you <laughs> as long as it's not like one percent and 99 percent I mean, is that balance? Maybe one is 100% balance if it works for you? All work, that's it. All life. <laughs> All life. I don't have a job. <laughs> I'm just doing life, man. I'm a millennial. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think? Is yours 50-50? What's your work-life balance? I've never... It depends on what you consider work, right? Because, like, is our two-market girl stuff work? Technically, it probably is. Uh, yeah, I think for me, I consider it somewhere in the middle. Exactly. I think... For the most part, like, I like having, I mean, I don't go out much, but I still like having my downtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably not 50-50. I'm probably more work than I am hobbies, because all I do is go to the movies anyways, if I'm doing anything. <laughs> so, I I think my balance is probably leaning more towards, like, 60-40 or, mm-hmm. like, 65-35, because, like, I enjoy doing the Two Market Girl stuff, and I consider that probably a little bit more work than it is life. life because we don't have a life because we're not being paid for it but it is still like it's the kind of stuff that i want to do for work so i consider it kind of work Mm -hmm. anyways so i don't know like i probably do more work than i do life now but because if i also add in school work to that and everything oh yeah that's work 
Um, it's probably like a 65-35 split. So that's your ideal or that's what you have now? That's I don't, it's probably my ideal. Yeah. If I'm doing the work that I like to do. That's the thing. Yeah. Like if I'm doing work that I hate. Oh, yeah. Then that split goes way over to the other side of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if I'm doing this work that I'm doing now, then it's probably a 65-35. Okay. I'm trying to think. I work a lot, <laughs> but I don't know if that's ideal for you now. Well, I do get pretty restless when I'm not working. Mm-hmm. Like You just don't know what to do with yourself. Or I feel guilty not working a lot oh. of the times. I deal with that a lot. Like if I'm giving myself downtime, it's very hard for me to be like, this is okay. It's okay <laughs> that you're not working right Calm now. Because I'll be like, there's so many things I should be doing right now. <laughs> so maybe I like being busy. I don't know. I I don't know if that's saying you like being busy or you just don't know how to deal with... Like, when I have more things to do, I am more productive. I get them... Like, I manage my time better. I if think I have lots of free time... Do you time, feel like you still have enough time for all your social responsibilities? Like, friends, Gavin, all that, all that stuff. I don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? <laughs> well, my friends would tell you that I don't. <laughs> but, like, you personally, do you think you're spending enough time for you... With your friends and whatever else. I think so. Because like every once in a while, I'll make more time for friends when I feel like I just, I, I need to go out tonight. Every once in a while, it changes. Yeah. yeah. I, I just feel like I, I need to go out tonight. And then there'll be a Friday night where I'm like, no, I just want, I'm just going to work tonight and I'll hang out with Gavin mm-hmm. when he's ready to hang out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I'm okay with, I want to say I'm 70, 30, but I really don't know if 30% life. Like, what's life? Okay. Well, life is also, like, your meals and stuff, too, I know. Right? Is it, like, eating? Like, are you working while you're eating? I try not to. Usually, that's my break. Yeah. If I'm eating, that's usually my so that, break. I feel like your meals would be considered life if you're not also working while you're eating. Okay. So, set 30%. And because I've also started going to the gym. Mm-hmm. So, that's... Which is that's definitely life. life. And then you do hang out with Gavin every once in a while. Yeah. From the hours of 10.30 till I fall asleep. <laughs> So yeah, probably 70-30. Yeah, and I I am doing work I enjoy. Yeah. And I like having a lot to do. That's the thing. Like, we've said it, I think, a lot of times, is that no matter how busy we get, like, it can be kind of tiring, but it's never annoying, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, I get sometimes I get tired of staring at a screen all day, editing a photo or something like mm-hmm. that. But, um, but I never get tired of the work. Yeah. Just get tired of the physical strain. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that's been on my mind a lot as I've taken on more projects and I find myself working way more is I'm like, how is how can this I make healthy? sure that this is healthy? Like my shoulders get so sore. My oh. neck gets so sore. Even my legs have been getting like yeah heavy just sitting so much. So I tr- really try to make sure that I'm being conscious of that stuff mm-hmm. and i and that is one of the reasons i've started going to the gym because i'm yeah. like i need to Just, get off my butt because yeah. otherwise i am literally sitting all day yeah. unless i'm shooting something a video not hunting <laughs> <laughs> um please excuse the interruption i just made Catherine spit water out of her nose <laughs> what were we talking about <laughs> you're talking about work-life balance and sitting on your butt Okay, but one question on my mind after our discussion about work-life balance, 
and having these weird schedules this is something that probably most of our parents or older generations (laughs) don't really understand what it's like yeah like the fact that i can be on my computer at my desk at nine o'clock and be like i'm working right now and i can also be up at 9 a.m and i'm working right now yeah and then there's those times in in between where i'm maybe not working yeah but our parents don't really understand what our work days are like yeah do you think that's why millennials are being perceived the way the way they are (coughs) maybe i don't know i just think it's like the unknown they literally didn't have to live through any of this yeah so they just don't know which is it's not their fault no yeah but these are also the people that control other aspects of our life or have power over other aspects and like, i mean oftentimes they're the people who are hiring us exactly <laughs> where i was going yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how do we all get on the same page here like i don't understand like as someone who's hiring someone you have to understand how competitive the market is and mm-hmm. how like no matter how hard you work sometimes it just doesn't work out sometimes yeah like that's just life i know <laughs> it sucks but that's what happens but i feel like working hard is oh gosh who am i quoting now (laughs) it's either casey neistat or gary vaynerchuk that i'm gonna quote (laughs) classic um but you can never guarantee that you're the smartest or the prettiest or the best at something but you can always be the hardest working Uh so i always try to be the hardest working (laughs) and then the prettiest (laughs) (laughs) i think in order to make yourself competitive in the job market you have to do stuff beyond school. Mm-hmm. It's not so even too. just like volunteering and stuff. Like I was asked, so I got a job doing very similar things to what we do in Two Market Girls. Yeah. And uh, one of my classmates asked me, they're like, do you think the program got you the job or like what you do in Two Market Girls got you the job? I'm like, I think the program got me in the door because mm-hmm. I needed a program to be yep. considered for it. But I think we we talked about in the interview was two market girls yeah we pretty much only talked about youtube and what i do on youtube yeah so i think what got me the job was what i did outside of school but you need school to get you in the door and i think what you experienced there is something that's very important to getting a job now is try to get a job in something that you're genuinely passionate about mm-hmm. like it's let's call it a hobby but a professional hobby that we're trying to turn into a job so because you aligned your the job that you're trying to get with your hobby it makes sense to them they're like she does this in her free time for free yeah why wouldn't we want her on our team exactly yeah so like if your passion is hockey but you're trying to get a job as an accountant (laughs) yeah that's not going to be the same kind of interview right yeah but if your passion is hockey and you're trying to get a job in sports marketing yeah things start to line up more mm-hmm. so go towards the things that are passionate figure out how yeah. you can and honestly like people like ask me in class too like um do you think i should be doing this i'm like literally do everything you have time to do everything you're willing to give up time to do do it mm-hmm. like what's if you're gonna have fun doing it you may as well do it and it's like with the hockey thing like if you are an interest in hockey and you want to get things start a podcast talking about hockey and you can use that in an interview and be like, yeah, "Yeah, I talk about hockey on my podcast all the time, all this stuff. It's such an easy thing to do. If you show like a genuine interest in that subject or that activity or Mm -hmm. like industry. Yeah. 
that shows way more than your education i want to say yeah like i like to tell people start doing the job before you actually get the job Yes. So that you can show them already how interested you are in it and that you have experience. Not just because it's not professional experience doesn't mean it's not valuable experience for them. Yeah. And I feel like that probably gives you a sense of confidence as well. Yeah, for sure. And a little bit of credibility in the area. You're not going in pretending like you know stuff. You kind of know stuff, yeah. you know, and you feel a little more confident mm-hmm. and you feel like what I say, they're not going to just doubt you the whole time mm-hmm. because you actually have experience doing it. Yeah. So you talked about starting a podcast as a way to show your interest in something. I think it's something. the easiest way. So that brings me to a question like what skills do you think people should really try to have these days? Like podcasting that leads into building content and stuff like that. Those I think, digital skills. Yeah, no, I think like I've been talking to my teachers a lot. I think it obviously depends on the job you want, yeah, of oh course. Yeah. But just speaking from my experience in public relations, which I wouldn't assume is a very techie industry, a lot of PR professionals are looking for people with editing experience Mm -hmm. and youtube experience and all this stuff and like and like if you're looking for a job that involves public speaking podcasts i think are the perfect thing to get comfortable talking to somebody and just talking in general yeah because like i don't think people realize that when you're just trying to talk and have a conversation sometimes you can get stuck forming words like proper sentences that sound right englishing is hard but the more you talk and have open and like public conversations the easier it gets yeah and like it just helps with networking too i feel like Mm -hmm. like you can just like us we set like maybe three or four questions per podcast but we end up talking for an hour (laughs) (laughs) so like it just shows that like the easier the more used to talking to someone you are the easier it is to just keep a conversation going Uh um so i think it's just all about Honestly, I think everyone needs those techie skills right now. That's what I think are the number one skills people look for in almost any job. Yeah, because there is no job that does not have a digital presence or Mm -hmm. a digital aspect. And if you have those skills on top of the skills that are actually needed in the job, like the other boring skills <laughs> it sets you apart and honest, it makes you so much stronger i i like i don't have all those techie skills either like you do most of our video editing and stuff um but when i went in for my interview and you did our coding for our website and stuff like that but it's something that i'm actually interested in learning if you kind of show that you've already taken an ishi- initiative to learn that stuff you don't have to have the skill so like i took a lynda.com course in html Mm -hmm. and like i told them about that i was like you know i didn't code our website but i'm actually interested in learning more of this stuff so i'm currently taking a lynda.com course in html and they were like oh that's really cool because we do a lot of stuff with wordpress and all this Mm -hmm. stuff and everything and like so you don't necessarily need to have the skill you just need to show that you have the initiative and the desire to learn the skill Mm -hmm. i think and i think that being a self-learner and like motivated to Mm -hmm. always be learning is a very important skill for people to have yeah absolutely don't don't ever think that your learning stops when you finish school oh you're just getting started school yeah school is actually where you learn how to learn Mm -hmm. and then you got to keep learning your entire life yeah because you got to stay relevant too <laughs> right you got to keep up with the everything world changes so quickly oh, it's so stressful <laughs> i just think people need to focus more on the techie stuff right now and, and the personal stuff i was i was gonna say like personable skills mm-hmm. like empathy i think is huge right now yeah i think just also just being yourself like yeah if you come across as 
real mm-hmm. in an in an interview especially like if you're sitting there and all your answers sound completely rehearsed and all this stuff I don't think that comes off well I mean I've been a hiring manager once in my life mm-hmm. and I prefer the people that were like just kind of making conversation versus the people that sat there with rehearsed answers and were ready for each answer and that's it mm-hmm. so I don't know I and there's so many jobs where um networking or even like how you work with the team determines how well you do in this job. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not really a team player, they're not going to want to keep you around. And every job looks for team players. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you're going to have to work with other people no matter what you're doing. Yeah, so learn how to work well with others. There's going to be so many different types of people that you have to deal with. <laughs> yep. But there's no one that should be that person that brings out the bad in you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think always understand where the other person is coming from. Yeah. When you're trying to figure out how to work with people, just try to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And don't be condescending. I don't know. Did we come to conclusions in this video? I think our conversation wasn't that negative. No. I think there is a shift in the workplace and not necessarily a shift in the people yet. Mm -hmm. And that's slower to happen than the workplace. Like all of a sudden the workplace was looking for these skills. Mm Mm-hmm. And the education system and the people didn't realize that quite yet. So all of a sudden people aren't getting jobs. Yeah. And it's like the select few that had those skills are getting jobs. Yeah. The education system. It, it was something I was going to touch on in this episode. But it's too touchy. No. I <laughs> Conflict of interest. <laughs> I feel like it'll just go on for too long. Yeah. No, that could be a whole other podcast. It's pretty far behind. And it's because it's such a big institution that it takes it a long time to align yes. with where things are. You have, there's so many different gears that you have to change in order to change one little thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which is annoying. And, and so the education system is falling behind oh, in absolutely. a lot of cases. I think I'm more hopeful going into this than I was leaving my four-year undergrad because of the skills I've developed this year uh-huh. and the continuous learning I've done outside of school as well. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm more hopeful now than I was four years ago. Or, wow, two years ago. (laughs) I think there is hope for millennials and people maybe need to stop perceiving us as being lazy. I think that's a big issue. But I also think that a lot of millennials do need to respect the fact that you need to work hard. So find something that you're willing to work hard at. Because then you'll find the success that you think should come easy, which won't. And also, like, when you're given the opportunity to learn something new, take it. Yeah. Like, any little thing, you don't know what's going to... Like, there's so many easy ways to, like, bypass learning something. Like, when you're in class, pay attention. When you're... Like, all those little things that you don't think matters. I know you're busy, but just pay attention for that hour and a half in that one class per week. And Mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. So, it's just, like... Take all the opportunities you can to learn, especially if they're given to you for free. Yeah. So, like, the school that I'm at gives lynda.com for free mm-hmm. with the tuition. Like, watch as many of those courses as you possibly can for free while you can. Yeah. So, just take all the advantages and use your time really wisely. Oh, yeah. Get good at time management. Yes. That's what school is about, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Does that, did that conclude? Did that conclude? Well, there's hope. That's our ending message, right? There our is, key message, there was hope. There's hope. <laughs> there's hope. I don't know. Just work hard, develop those skills, and 
I like to say like one of the things that I did when I was after my four-year program and I got a job doing something that I didn't necessarily want to do I did it because I was like this is a management role hopefully it'll lead me into something else that I want to do and then when I was applying to jobs I realized I didn't get any of the jobs that I wanted I looked at what they were requiring mm-hmm. and I was like okay what can I do that gets me those skills mm-hmm. and just be a little more proactive and not like don't be content where you are mm-hmm. maybe just like always be like trying to get to the next step to where you want to be mm-hmm. yeah yeah respect the journey man yes <laughs> Alrighty. all right thank you for listening to another episode of tmg unfiltered you almost heard my death <laughs> <laughs> dramatic <laughs> we're cat and dev from two market girls be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes i was gonna say hopefully with less death <laughs> Hopefully with less death. (laughs) To continue the conversation or check out the other content that we spend all our time making, (laughs) follow us on social media. We are Two Market Girls. That's T-W-O, not the number two. (laughs) It sounded like you were going to say out our phone number. (laughs) Like on commercials. (laughs) Call 905. (laughs) Just to repeat it all. (laughs) Okay, thanks for listening be sure to tune in to the next episode. Yeah. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs>